This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Tom Offerman, Kellen Gursky, and Jacob Recht with you here on another episode of the Steelers Standard. On this episode, though, we are going to take a look around the NFL, but we're going to bring in an old friend to help us take that look around the NFL. We are going to spin the wheel of a thousand questions. I was up all night last night putting together 1,000 questions and pasting them to our wheel. So without further ado, I think we should give this thing a spin. We'll talk about some NFL topics, and hopefully you know, we'll get a little clarity about maybe some Steelers-related things, maybe some NFL-related things. It'll just be a lot of fun looking ahead to the 2021 season. This is when I have the most fun, honestly, mm-hmm. is when oh, I look yeah. around the league and I look around the rest of the NFL because that's when you can really get the wild speculation going and this is where the hot takes really start to come out. It is. And that's what I like. And honestly, I like to just the potential of things is what attracts me the most when doing this show. It is, you know, I love talking about the here and now. We did the episode before about Juju and all of that stuff, but the the looking around the league and seeing who has potential to do what next year, I think that really attracts is attractive to me. And to peel the curtain back just a tad too, um, we had a late addition to the wheel uh, as you had to you know scribble yeah, out a, right. a question, out a question and, and put, put one on because in. of Russell Wilson and a report that came out today. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to get to that. But who's starting? I want to start. All I'll right. rip this thing All up right. if we're ready. Yeah. Jacob, are you ready? Do you want to spin the wheel? All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. We are here. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. I should have explained the no whammies thing. If we hit a whammy in the wheel, the segment ends. The episode ends just no matter what. If we're a minute in, if we're 50 minutes in, it doesn't matter. Whammy ends the wheel. But no whammy here. Which NFL team that did not make the playoffs in 2020 will make it in 2021? I already know your answer. Why? Because you talked about it last week. Why? Who is it? Because you it, love so many of these non-competitive no, playoff you, teams. You talked about the Chargers. That's that's your pick, oh, right? No, it's not the Chargers. Oh, wow. That is not my pick. My pick is the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, he loves the Vikings. Yeah, I true. Love, the Vikings. love the Minnesota Vikings. I just look at that Vikings offense, and that's one of the best offenses in football. You can't talk me out of that. Maybe their line could do a little bit uh, improvement because Kirk Cousins is always uh, under a lot of pressure. But, uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins is a mid level quarterback top 15 at the very least i think in my mind he can get it to a top 10 level at certain nights but the weapons around him justin jefferson and adam Thielen, are two of the best receivers in the game uh dalvin cook is maybe one of the (laughs) best running backs in the game i love that vikings offense they've got some talent on the defensive side anthony barr and and harrison smith so I, i think i'm looking at a bounce back year from mike zimmer's minnesota vikings and Look, they made the playoffs and won a playoff game in 2019. They went to New Orleans and beat the Saints in their own stadium when there were fans there, by the way. So the Vikings had a little bit of a disappointment in 2020. I think they'll bounce back. The team that I would bet the most money on to make the playoffs that didn't in 2019 or in 2020 would be the Minnesota Vikings, but the Chargers aren't far behind. No, and that's I mean, I agree with you when I I look at the you know the Vikings, I think they just had as you said, they had a a down year last year. They're due for a bounce back. That offense is due for a bounce back. Really, that's one of the only reasons they they stayed as competitive as they were last year. It was surprising when the Vikings fell off the face of the yeah. earth last year because I really expected them to maybe win the NFC North, but definitely compete with the Packers all year long. Right. I, mean, I think they're due for a bounce back. I think that's and they a, beat the Packers last year. Yeah, so. I mean, I think that's a fair 
fair assessment. Um, my team, being that you didn't take them, I am going to pick the Chargers to make the playoffs next it's a very year. Sexy, pick. Um, and I think that that Justin Herbert is. I mean, he might be the best quarterback out of that class. I mean, he very well might be. I, I know that's a long way away, and we have a lot of time to figure that out. But um, I don't think as many people were were too high on him last year, and he just blew the roof off of the joint last year. He was unbelievable um and i think that offense is just going to get better i mean we've talked about austin eckler who's a pretty darn good back and i think that the pieces that they have there are good and i think that you know the defense isn't great but i think it's improving and they can address that obviously in the draft they have some capital there um but when you look at that offense it's explosive i think they could score with the best of them especially if herbert stays healthy that's obviously the one key is that Herbert Herbert has to stay healthy, and Eckler probably has to stay healthy for the majority of the year for them to be successful. But um, if I had to put a chip down, I'd probably put it on the uh, on the Chargers. Mine's mine's a no no brainer here, and it and it gets heightened if they bring in this quarterback that everyone's talking about, Deshaun Watson, is the Miami Dolphins with Tua and and Fitzpatrick and an incredible head coach. This team to me has all the upside in the world. Uh, like I just said, if Deshaun Watson does go to Miami where it seems that it's it's a likely destination for him to go then it's no question it's got to be the Miami Dolphins I mean they barely miss it it was just even with an expanded playoff field seven seven teams getting in they still couldn't get in with a 10 and 6 record uh there are really no signs to me at least that point in the direction of them taking a step back uh to me I think out of all the teams we've listed, I think they have the greatest ceiling. Uh, maybe, maybe I almost said San Diego. Maybe the Chargers, Kellen, just because of Justin Herbert, who I like, who I like far better than Kirk Cousins. Uh, so yeah, I, I got to go with Miami. Just keep sleeping on the Vikings. It's very sad. They didn't even they didn't make it last year, and you were sold. None on None of them. the teams made it last no, year that we're talking about least, right now. At least it's Miami, the point of the question, at least Jacob. Miami and the Chargers were interesting. I, the, the, you bite your tongue. The Vikings were alive until week 17 last year. How dare you? They just needed some puck luck. They were mathematically alive. They weren't really in the hunt. Eh. All right, Kellen, spin the wheel. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Revving it up. Very good. No whammy. No whammy. Ooh, this is a popular question in Pittsburgh. Um, it doesn't look like the Steelers are involved in it, however. Um, it's been reported that J.J. Watt, um, the favorites to land him are the Packers, the Bills, and the Titans. What's your best fit? Um, man, for me, uh, I've said this all along, I, I think the Packers are the best fit for J.J. Watt. Um, I know that, and it goes more than, you know, he's from Wisconsin and it's a hometown thing. That definitely plays a part of it for sure. Um, but I think that is the best fit for him. I think he would play a lot. Um, we talked about the fact that the Packers have already cleared out cap space. They got rid of a couple, um, you know, guys. We talked about that in one of our episodes. Those were maybe some options that the Steelers could pick up. But they've already cleared out a little bit of cap space. And um, when you look at them, I don't know if, like, if J.J. Watt puts them over the top to be a Super Bowl contender. Um, but it makes the defense better. Um, and, and on top of that, if you look at that from, you know, say the perspective of Aaron Rodgers, you know, I know that Rodgers has said for a long time you know, that they haven't helped him necessarily, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but, you know, if you're if you're going to make a move for, you know, that type of impact guy, I know that J.J. Watt isn't the player that he used to be, but I'm sure that would be um, you know, a welcome commodity for Aaron Rodgers and really for the Packers in total to bring a guy like that in and to bolster that defense. And 
I, I think that's the best fit for him is is uh, Green Bay, and yeah, of course, playing in home doesn't at home doesn't hurt either. No, I mean I couldn't agree more, Tom. You look like you had a different opinion on that. Yeah, I think actually the Bills are the best fit. For mm, that's fair. JJ Watt, I just they'd be think, my two. Well, let me explain it this way. I, I think the Bills, you've got a young quarterback there in Josh Allen. You're really building to something great. You just went to the AFC Championship game last year. JJ wants to find a place where he knows he's going to the playoffs, where he knows yeah. he's going to have a chance to get to a Super Bowl. And not to say that Green Bay's not a place like that. I just think the competition in the Bills division, the AFC East, is probably it's probably an easier path to the playoffs winning the AFC East than the AFC South if you join the Titans. But when you consider the road to the Super Bowl, who's the bigger target or the bigger force standing in the way? Tampa for Green Bay or Kansas City for Buffalo? That's why if JJ, for me, if JJ were to go to the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers, kind of making like, a, feel like a, an end of career surge like Ben is trying to. I feel to. like the Packers and the Bills are both uh, behind the eight ball there, though. The Packers are behind the Bucks and the yeah. Bills are behind the Chiefs. But that's, like, that's I, what I'm asking. Which, I, which I think poses it's the bigger threat? It, I, it's even. I think it's even in my mind. Uh, but yeah, I'd go to Buffalo if I was uh, JJ Watt. And, you know, that's just. Especially, you have to admit, the Titans division that's yeah. the toughest one to come out of if you were jj if you went to tennessee having to win the south now that the colts have carson wentz you don't well, know what the jaguars are going to look like because they're going to have trevor lawrence now they have a new head coach uh the texans are going to be trash but uh, if, if, the, if there's any possibility of him going to the colts with carson wentz does that change your opinion at all it would but i think that the report is that it's these three teams yeah the bills the titans or, or the Packers as the favorites. Uh, he can't go wrong with all three of them. Because I think he's a better all... shot of winning, though, with Indy compared to Tennessee, just comparing AFC South teams. Uh, probably. I think Indy, we've said on a previous episode that we all think Indy's going to win the AFC South this year. But, uh, yeah, I just I like Buffalo. Both Green Bay and Buffalo and Tennessee, for that matter, have a glaring need as at a pass rusher. And so he would definitely slide in nicely to the starter role on that either of those teams defense yeah i think i mean i don't really think you go wrong with any of them because i think all three of them are, are playoff teams next year they all give you a chance at least to go to the playoffs and at least you have a seat at the table all right jacob fire away let's okay, end, let's end round go. one here we go mm, okay after reports of Deshaun Watson meeting with the new Texans head coach, he reiterated that he wants to get out of Houston. Where is the best fit for Deshaun Watson if it's not in Houston? And I talked about this earlier, guys, and I'm going to reiterate my, my answer, and I think it's got to be Miami. Uh, they have the upper hand in terms of coach. They have a good defense. Xavier Howard is an all-pro cornerback. He's a leader. And they have the weapons. Do you have to trade Xavier Howard to get him, though? I don't think so. I don't think so because it's like he's on the table from the Texans GM though. For sure, but I don't I don't see him as being a big asset to the Texans. I think they're going to want to just start over and if you're getting rid of Deshaun Watson, correct? So, if that means you're starting over, you kind of want as many young pieces as possible. Xavier Howard's not that old, but he's still he's still a, an all-pro talent and of course that means getting rid of most likely Tua and Tua, what we saw in a sample size, wasn't really 
big enough to get a good read on him, but he'll probably have to head to Houston. But I like what we've seen out of Deshaun Watson since he's come into the NFL more a lot more than what I barely saw out of Tua last year. So for me, it's a no-brainer. And again, I got to reiterate, the head coach, uh, we talked about this in, when we covered uh, playoff teams for the 2022 postseason. Uh, we talked about Miami versus the Chargers and other teams. And again, you got to give the head coach credit to Miami. So for me, it, it, it's Miami. The best fit in my mind, I think, is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I don't think that they're the favorite to land them, though. I think my favorite to land them would be the Carolina Panthers. I, I think the Dolphins, like you said, have all the things, all the pieces going for them, including quarterback potentially with Tua. And they still have a lot of draft capital. I would imagine that the Dolphins might just take a good, hard, long look and say, you know what? It's a nice thought in theory to bring in Deshaun Watson, but why don't we try to develop Tua and let's use this draft capital that we have. We're picking a number three pick this year. I don't want to give that pick right back to Houston. We already stole it from them for Laramie Tunsil. So they're going to get an incredible playmaker at number three. They could get a Devontae Smith, a Jalen Waddle, any receiver to really help out to attack of Iloa. So although I agree that the wheels question it being the best fit, it's definitely Miami. I don't think it's anywhere close. But I just, more likely, I just don't mm -hmm. think that Miami is going to really mortgage the future. They've worked so hard to, to get just quit just on for Deshaun Watson fast, yeah. and quit on two of that fast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, two has only played one year and the jury's still out. Um, I think he still has a lot of things to prove. And, and I mean, not that you're bringing in an unknown and Deshaun Watson, obviously Watson has proven, but you're you're you are as you said you're giving up on on Tua so quickly after really handing him the reins last year. I know that that Fitzpatrick came in and had to play um, in situations last year, but um, yeah, I don't. I do think that it is the best fit. Um, you know, like you said, Tom, to answer the wheels question. Um, but I, I I don't know if I have a favorite to pick him, but a place that I would like to see D Deshaun Watson go is Carolina. We've talked about that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it might cost Christian McCaffrey to. Um, to send him there um, if you're the Panthers. But, you know, you have weapons offensively and you were competitive last year. It could put a team like that over the top. And really quick, two outside teams that don't really have a chance, I don't think, to, to sign Deshaun Watson. But in the back of my head, just something – like scares me a little bit. The Patriots have a ton, ton of cap space. Oh no! Um, just in the back of my us. head, they, they have a ton of cap space, but they don't have enough capital. I think as far that's as true. draft picks that's fair. or players on their roster yeah. that is attractive. That's in the back of my head, and I think the Washington football team have an outside mm -hmm. shot too. Um, might be hurting for a quarterback, and they have a ton of young talent. Not saying that that's going to happen, but um, just looking at say from a betting perspective. Uh, Washington's plus 1,700 to land him right now. If he was I, on the open market, I'd say both of those teams are the favorites. Yeah. But they Here's the don't thing, have though, the capital. Right. With Washington, is Chase Young most likely going to be involved in that trade? Absolutely. Maybe, yeah. Well, if I'm the Texans GM, it's start, your pick, your <laughs> right. pick is 19 in the draft, so we start and stop with Chase Young. Yeah, that's fair. I'm concerned. That would be a big loss for them. It would be. That, that's a much more significant loss than how we talked about Christian McCaffrey or Xavier Howard. Well, that whole identity of that Washington football team right. is being built at sure. that front on the defense. But I'm going to start round two here, if you don't mind. Grab that deal real quick. Oh, no way. No way. We added this question in right before the segment. There's a one in 1,000 chance that it gets picked, and it got picked. That's unbelievable. The Seattle Seahawks. Apparently, Florio's reporting that Russell Wilson met with Seahawks brass today, 
and he stormed out of the meeting. Is Russell Wilson going to be a Seattle Seahawk in 2021? Is yes. Russell Wilson going to be a Steeler in No, that's not what the question said. It said Seahawk. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a Seahawk in 2021. I, I don't think there's any question about that. But it is so fascinating to watch this whole thing unravel the entire way across the country on the West Coast because Russell Wilson is a top-five quarterback, I think, in almost everybody's mind. And Seattle's front office just seems to be okay with pushing back at him a little bit when it comes to this kind of stuff. And how do you have it to a point where you're meeting with your franchise quarterback about the things that he wants to concern that he wants to see improve for them to actually get a playoff win next year and get back to the Super Bowl? How does that meeting end with your quarterback storming out? That It makes no sense to me. It's almost like you have to be openly trying to piss him off to get him to have that reaction. Because, like, I would just try to be conceding every step I can if I was Seahawks front office. So I think it's it's crazy that we've had the conversation about getting quarterbacks involved in that decision-making process. And it's not just saying no to them. It's just, why don't you try to get them involved? This case is entirely different from that, from what we've discussed in the past. Russell Wilson actively tried to get involved this time. It wasn't that you guys just didn't show any interest of involving him. He actively tried to get involved in that decision-making process, and you said no. No. That blows my mind. It wasn't. It wasn't like before. Where we said, "Why not try to get him involved?" How do you see what's going they just, on? They just didn't even try to. He he tried, and they said no. How do you see what's going on in Houston, and then do the same thing? Yeah, like it just makes no sense. And by the way, your quarterback won a Super Bowl for you. Yeah, got you to another one. And I'll be honest here: only does, Super Bowl in your franchise's history. Right. It doesn't seem like that Russell Wilson would be the type of guy that would just storm out of a meeting, no. or he would act childish in a situation, or he'd be petty. It, he doesn't seem like that sort of guy. So, like you said, Tom, like no, he's in like the Tom, like as far as franchise quarterbacks, he's like yeah. Tom Brady. He's like Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, say all the right things. Sure, they'll say something cute or snarky in the media from time to time, but they're never gonna take a, a storming out of the meeting approach. Right. Yeah. I, that's what I mean. I, I don't see I don't see Russell Wilson as being that type of guy. Like you said, like it almost seems like they're actively trying to piss him off. He's the best player in the franchise's history. Undisputed, without a, without a question. undisputed, without a question. Yeah, and you're and he's storming out of a meeting when he's trying to explain to you, hey, I, I you know, I want to have some input on what to do with the offense. And I, oh, by the way, I think Russell Wilson would know a thing or two about what would help the Seahawks' offense, right? He's the one running it. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I think he would know a little bit about what to do with it. Um, but to answer the question, will he be in a Seahawk uniform? Yeah, next year, I, I believe that, um, unless. You know, the the relationship gets really rocky here in the next handful of weeks or even a handful of months. But if you're Seattle, you have to come to your senses at some point. Like you said, Tom, he's the best player in our franchise's history. We we, we can't let that guy go. Ever. I mean, yeah. he has to retire a Seahawk. Yeah. There are four places, speaking of retiring a Seahawk, there were four places that Russell Wilson said that he would consider going to and that was new orleans dallas the raiders and the bears he he didn't request a trade no 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 no. he said he would be comfortable going to those four teams if a trade were to happen right that was kind of the language that's where he would be that's where he would i guess say if you're gonna trade me trade me to one of these one of these places but yeah i mean i gotta agree with you both i think he will be a seahawk next year and another reason why i believe so is because you I compare it to this is the almost you could call it a reach, but compare it to Antonio Brown when he was on the Raiders for a very short time. 
right? This is a guy who stormed out of meetings, quit on quit at practices, got into fights with the GM at practice, at training camp, and that resulted in, in his trade to the Patriots before he got suspended for the rest of the year. But Russell Wilson is not Antonio Brown, right? As we as Kellen laid out, Russell Wilson is not the guy to to show emotion in that in that way to storm out of meetings on on a, on any given day like Antonio Brown was was known to do, was known to upset people. Russell Wilson does not upset others. So that's that's what's keeping me from saying that he won't be a Seahawk is is that He's a level-headed guy, and I think he wants to be a Seahawk, and he's going to be mature, and he's not going to be a diva or a drama queen and make, even though the Seahawks organization in the front office isn't making easy it making it easier for him, I think he'll make it easier for them. I think we got time for two more spins. So, Callan, let's get All the right. penultimate yep. spin let's out of the way here. Let's get it going here. Let's get this spin. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. Oh. We're close enough to the end anyway, though. Wouldn't, oh, wouldn't hate a whammy. <laughs> Are the Jaguars going to fight for a playoff wow. spot next mm. year with uh, the additions of what we assume will be Trevor Lawrence and obviously the new head coach, Urban Meyer? Um, I, I guess, will they fight for one? Will they be? I don't know if they're a playoff team. I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think Calm down, the Wheel. Playoffs. I mean, that's a little nuts. But if we can change the question a little bit and, and ask if they'll be a competitive football team, I think the answer is yes. I think they'll be a competitive football team. I know that's tough to imagine considering they went 1-15 last year. Let's not forget they were 1-0 at one point. They, were, they won the first game of the year. I they beat the, the playoff team. They yeah. were in first place last year for one week, and right. they lost 15 straight. But when you look at them, I think you know if Trevor Lawrence is a as good as everybody expects him to be, and I know that he's not going to be a world beater in his first year. They got a running back. That's exactly oh, where yeah. I'm going. I mean, they have a good running back um, in Robinson. I mean, he had 1,070 yards, and then he all he had thir- what 1,300 uh, or almost 1,400 yards all purpose last year. Do you like their receivers? I do. Yeah, I mean, not bad. Chenault and Chark are good. Chark, are, I, I think, Chark was really good two years. Yeah, ago. he was down They've got last potential. Year. Yeah, they do, and that's kind of where I'm going. And at they'll least, add another one this year. Yeah, too, I mean, at least it. offensively, when you look at their team, like, you know, Chark's not bad. I mean, he's a decent wide receiver. I think Keelan Cole isn't bad. And then LaVisca Chenault um, is really interesting because he's able to run the ball a little bit too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when you look at them, I think they are interesting. Their offense is interesting. And you're adding maybe the best quarterback prospect in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, again, I'm not saying that they're going to be great or that he's going to be great to start, but he makes them really interesting. And I think it makes, you know, Tom, I think you said this a little while ago, it makes that that division a heck of a lot more interesting if they're competitive. They're going to be a tougher team to play. They're going to be a tougher team to play. The one thing that you have to kind of have a reserve toward the team is the defense. Where yeah. did that defense yeah. go over the last three years since – 2017 when they were one of the best defenses ever i mean miles jack's like the only one left yeah one of the best defense of of recent memory led by clay's campbell i mean they're all gone except for miles jack as you just said tommy every single one of those guys except for one is on a different team and it's just it's mind-blowing how how fast that defense fell apart their other best player defensively is joe Schobert. he used to play with the browns obviously he's not bad but i mean you have to assume too that they're going to address the defense in the draft sure but they're not gonna be able right. to get back to, no, to Saxonville no, no, no. this year so will they compete I don't know will they make I think 
a fair comparison is, is them to the Bengals this year. Will they make life a little bit harder on the Titans, Texans? For sure, the Texans. But will they make life a little bit harder on the Titans and the Colts in terms of locking in the, the AFC South? I think so. So you mentioned um, they'll be like the Bengals last year with Joe Burrow, and I think that's a fair point. One team that they could be, and I think this is why this is such an interesting question, the last time we had a quarterback uh, with this kind of potential, I think we could agree would be Andrew Luck, right? Yeah. The Colts went 1-15 and with Curtis Painter before they drafted <laughs> Andrew Luck. Yeah. Everybody thought, okay, Luck comes in. Maybe they go 8-8. Eight and eight, Maybe they go 7-9, and 6-10. and ten. He backpacks the team to 11-5, and five and they <laughs> go to the playoffs his rookie yeah. year. Did they win that playoff was that, game? Was I that don't... the year that the Chiefs went up, like, by 30 points and the Colts came all the way back? It might have been. I remember him, like, there was a fumble, and then he picked it up yeah. and ran it in. Right, like right, That right. was the next year. Okay. Okay. They lost his rookie year to the Baltimore Ravens okay. in the playoffs. So Not a bad loss. At Baltimore as a wild card team. No, so not a bad loss. So it's just interesting that the last time we had this quote-unquote yeah. can't-miss number one slam dunk pick, he came in, went 11-5, and five, was a wild card, went to Baltimore, and put up a good fight but lost in the wild card round in his rookie season. So I, I think that people at first will be like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Trevor Lawrence comes in and the Jaguars just go automatically to the playoffs? Well, there's track record when it comes to a prospect of that caliber coming in and turning a 1-15 team around to an 11-5 and five team and making the playoffs. So just thought it'd be interesting to... To point that out, but Jacob, why don't you go ahead and rip this thing one last yeah, time? Let's, let's ask it. the final question okay, of the night. Go. You guys ready for the yes, last one? The last it's one. Sad, I'm excited. Excited and sad. Ooh, this is tricky. Are the Steelers better off giving J? T- Sorry, JJ. I'm getting ahead of myself. TJ Watt the franchise tag next year. I got to say it's it's tough because there there are I think there are pros to both. But I think I got to say no because this isn't a guy like Le'Veon Bell that you could you can get away with tagging or Bud Dupree you can get away with tagging and hoping it doesn't affect their their mindset on how the team thinks of them moving forward. TJ Watt should be priority number 1. Every time his contract comes up, no matter who else is up for a contract that year or around that time, TJ Watt has to be the priority. He is an all pro. He is a defensive player of the year caliber player. He he should be the guy that the Steelers say, you're, you're almost the next Ben. We want you to spend your entire career here in Pittsburgh. So the franchise tag, in my opinion, even though it's not the biggest slap in the face, it's certainly a... We just can't prioritize you right now type of sign to TJ. And in my mind, anytime the team says that, we can't prioritize you just right now, that's not gonna make that's not gonna make things any easier with dealing with him when he wants that big contract. I agree with everything you've said, but as far as the Steelers' best interest is concerned, they absolutely should franchise tag him after the twenty twenty one season because It'll let them have a little bit more cap space to work with in that offseason, and it will push down making giving him his mega deal until 2022, or excuse me, until 2023, when they have just an absurd amount of cap that's finally back on their books. And honestly, if it's TJ, I understand everything you're saying. Yeah, you get a little insulted. Yeah, you want that long-term deal. But if you think about it, 
and you trust yourself to stay healthy through that franchise tag year, you're going to open yourself up to make even more potentially because the Steelers are going to have more cap space to give you. But I do understand what TJ's thinking. He wants that long-term deal. He wants that security blanket for the rest of his career because injuries happen. You could go out uh, in 2021, first play, blow out your knee, and all of a sudden your career looks completely different. So you got to just – you got to – look with an eye on the future if you're a player and the franchise tag unfortunately is a player's worst nightmare right and you heard me there knocking on wood you, you mentioned that uh you know there's that possibility for injury and i do think that you know it might not be in tj's best interest to um you know to to get that franchise tag but for certain for the steelers it is. in the steelers it's the best possible because you're not spending as much money um but we do know that tj deserves money and and then some because he is a, a great player there's no question that's going to do it for the Wheel of a Thousand Questions and for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thank you, as always, to the Wheel. Such a great participant in the show whenever we get him involved. For Kellen Gursky and Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Opperman. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Steelers Standard right here on SNR. Check out the podcast at Steelers.com.